Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the Gospel of Luke, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, you may have heard this phrase before, not all who wander are lost. It comes from J.R.R. Tolkien, pretty famous writer, and from one of his famous writings, The Lord of the Rings. Now, when I think about this line, I think it's true to a certain extent. Any of you like to wander? Okay, all right, some of you, all right. Some people, they just like to wander. They like to explore. They like to spread their wings and fly from home, go on an adventure. They want the independence from everyone and everything, and they don't want to be tied down. So wandering isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I think it's important that we understand exactly what it means to be lost. The dictionary defines lost as having gone astray or missed the way, bewildered as to place, direction, etc., no longer possessed or retained. I think that last part certainly fits what we see in the parable of the lost sheep. No longer possessed or retained. Jesus says, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? Why is the sheep lost? Because it's no longer in the shepherd's possession. Because it's not with the rest of the flock. It has not been retained with all the other sheep. Now, while we might say that not all people who wander are lost, I would say that probably pretty much every sheep that wanders is lost. Because if you didn't know it, sheep are not the brightest Crayola in the box. And so when they wander off on their own, they can't find their way home without help. In fact, when a sheep gets lost, it's not going to retrace its step like we might if we get lost in the wilderness. What it will do if a sheep is lost is it will crawl under the nearest tree or bush or object and it will just shake. It will tremble in fear. And it will not move from there. It cannot get itself out of its lostness. It needs to be found. It needs to be rescued. And that's the role of the shepherd. And that's why you hear when the shepherd finds that lost sheep... He lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. The shepherd has to carry the sheep because it is paralyzed in fear. It can't move. And so the only way for that shepherd to save that sheep is to put it on its shoulders, to carry it. Now, for those of you who know this parable, and you've heard it plenty times over, you know that we're not just talking about sheep and shepherds. We're talking about every single one of us. That's because a parable 
is described as an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. So the earthly part is the sheep and the shepherds. The heavenly one is what has to do with us. In this parable, we are the sheep. And as sheep, I think that we can all say we're all a little lost. At some point, we are lost sheep. Maybe we're a little lost. Maybe we're a lot lost. But all of us are at least a little lost at some point. That's because as sheep, we wander. And when we wander, it means that we're not listening to the voice of the shepherd. And if you haven't figured this one out yet, the shepherd is Jesus. And so we as sheep neglect to hear the voice of Jesus. We are not attentive to the word of God. And really what it means to wander is it means to sin. As we turn off the voice of the shepherd, we tune in to other voices. The voices of the world that tell you that you only live once and you should just live your life to the fullest however you want to, and you shouldn't be just contained into this little flock with these specific boundaries. You need to get out on your own. You need freedom from the shepherd. And so when God's word says, now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, Enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as you, I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is essentially saying, don't do these things. Because if you are doing them, you are wandering away from God. And if you wander for long enough you will find yourself lost. And if you are lost, then that means that you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Remember, the definition of lost, no longer possessed. If you are lost, you are no longer in possession of the kingdom of God. Eternal life, heaven, Of course, the voices of the world, well, they're going to tell you that all of this is nonsense, right? That you can't trust what God's word has to say about your life. And that the world out there is a much more trustworthy place. Because, you know, in the world, you can actually see and touch and feel the world. And especially those who are speaking to you about the nonsense of God and the Bible. So you hear these words from Galatians and, you know, sexual morality? Nah. If it feels good, just do it. And it doesn't matter with who and it, and it doesn't matter when. Idolatry? I mean, what does that even mean, idolatry? Seriously, if you think that God is some grandpa-looking guy with a beard sitting up in the clouds and, you know, he's watching over you and he tells you, you know, don't put money and sports and people before me, Well, first of all, 
it's kind of creepy that he's always watching you, right? And second, why does he care about what you do with your life anyway? I mean, if you really cared, wouldn't he just not let you do things that are wrong? It just seems to me like he just wants to take away your fun. But hey, let me show you some things that are real fun. This world and the people in it can go on and on and on about what you should or shouldn't be doing with your life. And the world will be against God because the world is opposed to God. And so are we. And that's because we're sinners. And if there's anyone who knows about being a sinner, it's Paul. And you heard from him in the New Testament reading for today from 1 Timothy. He said, Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. In our sin, we are opponents of God. We are opposed to him. And in our sin, we act in unbelief. And it's been that way from the beginning of our lives. As David writes in Psalm 51, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. From the moment we were conceived, we were sinners. From the moment we were conceived, we were opposed to God. From the moment we were conceived, we have a tendency to wander and not listen to the shepherd's voice. Isaiah tells us, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. We are sheep who wander because we want to go our own way. We are sheep who stray because there are other things that seem more appealing than what the shepherd and the rest of the flock have to offer. We are sheep who get lost because that's what happens when we wander long enough. And when sheep wander, they're not just leaving the shepherd. They're also leaving the rest of the flock. The flock of Christ, the church, is a body. And Paul tells us, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. The church is a body with many parts. You all are the body of Christ. Life, church, is meant to be done as a body, together, as a community. So if you have wandered, you are saying... I don't need the church. I don't need the body. I am my own body. I don't need the community. You're wrong. Otherwise, God would tell you that you are your own body. But he doesn't. And as a result, you are rejecting the rest of the body. And you're rejecting the one who put the body together. You're rejecting God. And to those who are lost and they stay lost, to those who reject the good shepherd, 
You will walk in the valley of the shadow of death, as Psalm 23 reminds us. And because you are on your own and have rejected the shepherd and the rest of the flock, you will only find death. There will be no peace, no comfort, no hope, no life. All that awaits you is death. Physical death, yes, that is what we deserve for all of our sins, for all of our wanderings. But it's also eternal death. To be swallowed up by death for eternity. That is hell. That is what the devil wants. The devil who prowls around like a roaring lion looking for sheep to devour. He wants you in hell with him for all eternity. That is not what the good shepherd wants. And that's why the good shepherd came. That is why the good shepherd goes out to search for the lost sheep. He goes out to find you so that he can bring you back in repentance to him, to his home, to his flock. And that is why there is so much rejoicing when you repent of your sins. But the good shepherd does more than that. Paul goes on to say in 1 Timothy, the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Paul calls himself the worst of sinners. He says that Jesus Christ came into the world to save even him. That means that Jesus Christ came into the world to save even you. Whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether those words give you all kind of good feelings or whether they don't give you any feelings, it does not take away from the truth. Christ came to save you. He came to save you from your sin. He is the shepherd who searches after you, the lost sheep. But you know, not all who are lost want to be found either. There are many sheep who are outside of the shepherd's possession and they want to stay there. Maybe they feel that the grass is greener on the other side of the pasture. Maybe it's more fun because they have more freedom. Maybe they just like being lost. Maybe they think their sins are too great to be forgiven. Or maybe they just don't want to be saved. And there's a little truth in that. Because to admit that we're sheep who wander and get lost is to admit that we cannot rescue or save ourselves and that someone else has to. And us selfish, sinful human beings, well, we want to have a part to play in our saving. But we cannot save ourselves. That's why we need the good shepherd, Jesus. The good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. For those sheep who wander and get lost. 
But you know, not all who are lost wander. Sometimes those who are lost, who have stopped listening to the voice of the shepherd, who have rejected the shepherd, can be found with the rest of the flock. Because sheep can be lost and found with the rest. And usually, they are the ones who will lead other sheep astray. Usually, we would refer to these as wolves in sheep's clothing. And you know what? The good shepherd came for them too. Remember in Isaiah, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. On the cross, God the Father laid on his son Jesus, the good shepherd, the iniquity of us all. All of our sins. All of the times that we wander away from him. All of the times that we reject his voice, his word, his guiding, his leading. All of the times that we get lost. Remember, when the shepherd finds the sheep, he carries it on his shoulders. And then he rejoices because he found his lost sheep. On the cross, Jesus the good shepherd carried the burden of sin on his shoulders. All of the consequences of our sins were laid on him. Our punishment, our condemnation, our death, hell. He took it all because it was the only way to save us. It was the only way to rescue us. And the good shepherd laid down his life and he took it back up again in his resurrection from the dead. Wherever you are today, whether you're one of the 99 who are good with the shepherd, but who at some point will stray, whether you're one of the lost sheep that needs to be found, somewhere wandering in the wilderness, you, as lost sheep, are worth finding. You, as a lost sheep, are worth being brought home to repentance. You, as a lost sheep, are worth being carried home and brought back to the rest of the flock, to the body. You, as a lost sheep, are worth rejoicing over when you repent. You, as a lost sheep, are worth dying for. And that's what Jesus the Good Shepherd did. Because he loves you. And yes, he is always watching you. He is always looking out for you. Not because he's some creepy old guy in the clouds, but because he cares about you. And he will never stop caring for you because you are his beloved child. You are his beloved sheep. And he wants to be able to carry you home in his arms into eternal life, heaven with him, where you will be found with your Savior forever, in eternity, never to be lost again. Amen. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.